You're listening to Heartland Politics with Robin Johnson, a presentation of WVIK Quad Cities NPR. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heartland Politics show and podcast, which is aired on and distributed by WVIK Quad Cities NPR. WVIK is the flagship public radio station in the Quad Cities region of northwestern Illinois and eastern Iowa. This is your host, Robin Johnson. And my guest today, I'm very pleased to have back, uh, is the new state chair of the Democratic Party in Iowa, Rita Hart. She's a former state senator from near here, uh, and she also ran uh, for lieutenant governor with Fred Hubble and ran for Congress and lost a very close race. And uh, she's back and heading up the Iowa Democratic Party. And I'm eager to uh, uh, talk to her and share with our listeners some of her plans. Uh, Rita, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you, Robin. It's a great pleasure to be here. Great great to see you again. Well, I'm uh, I'm curious. You, you probably... Uh, could have gone and done a lot of different things, managed the farm there in, in rural Wheatland and uh, gotten into some other uh, different activities with with your with your talents and your background. But you've chosen quite a challenge here. I mean, I think it's fair to say the Iowa Democrats have hit post, perhaps hit bottom. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago. The Democrats had three of the four congressional districts just not too long ago, uh, controlled the state Senate, um, had several state uh state constitutional offices um what 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 persuaded you to come and take on this significant challenge yeah things have been are quite different than they were when i first started and um and so i think that's part of the reason why um i am taking on this challenge is because we have we we've recognized through these these years that um, we do need to do some things differently. And so when the election results came through last fall, like many other Democrats, I thought, what are we gonna do that's different? How can we get this turned around? And so um, as you can imagine, I wasn't looking for a full-time job. I wasn't looking to take this challenge on. Um, Quite the opposite actually, but, um, but I did get a lot of encouragement from folks and I recognize why that is, you know, because I've had that legislative experience, because I ran a, a statewide campaign, because I ran for Congress and I raised the kind of money that you have to raise in a race like that. And then the last year, I uh, I took on the uh, Clinton County Party uh, role of leadership there. And so I got a little more involved in the, in the county party structure um, that um, also indicated to me that we needed to make some changes um, with the party structure itself. And so when we started this conversation, I didn't think I would take the job, but I thought I wanna be part of the conversation. I wanna find out what it is that we could be doing, should be doing and and, uh, engage with others to come up with a plan. And so in that process, uh, um, I, I managed to um, have the kinds of conversations that gave me hope that that maybe it is a challenge that I should take on. You know, I'm I'm always that thinking that that I should do the what I can do to make a difference, and I really think that that's true for all of us here in Iowa. That 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 Democrats are concerned 
we want to make sure that things are turn around for us. And so each one of us needs to step up and do what we can do. And this is something I can do. So, so here I am, I'm, I'm encouraged to uh, try to make a difference this way. Well, I'm going to ask you what, what, what your specific plans are, but before I do that, I, I think I'd like to ask what, what's your prognosis of what's happened? What's went wrong over the past uh, several cycles. It seems like when Tom Harkin left, uh, starting with that Senate race in 14 with the open seat, and then the advent of Donald Trump, the rise of Donald Trump um, in 16, really seemed to be the two events that kind of led to the Iowa Democrats uh, losing quite a few elections. But what what what's your prognosis? I mean, what do you see as the reason that Iowa Democrats have been losing? Is it is it candidates? Is it money? Is it message? Or I think it's a combination of things. I mean, I think we've we've had great candidates. There's no doubt about that. Um, um, there's been some factors that I think have taken us a bit by surprise. I don't think that we recognized the um, influence. You know, it's in. It's always been that you could run a good candidate in Iowa, and people on both sides of the aisle would 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 um, recognize that and vote accordingly. But with the influence of national media, um, with the influence of, of uh, right-wing conservative radio, with, uh, with the, um, the competitiveness of the media markets themselves, um, with the way people glean information, you know, with the, with the introduction of the internet and, and um, social media and stuff, it's, it's a quite a different game than it was when Tom Harkin was here, right? So I think there's many factors that go into that um, that, that have um, affected us in ways that we have to recognize now. But when I look at the, what the challenge is for me going forward uh, under those circumstances, um, I think it's clear that we've had some successes. You know, when you look at, uh, at the urban areas in, in Iowa, very, very democratic dominated. And, um, and so I'm very intent that, that we recognize that, that the job of the Iowa Democratic Party is to elect more Democrats and we have to maintain the ones that we have. Um, but we've got to really reach out to these rural counties. And that's one reason why I think people were very supportive of, of me taking on the, the, the leadership here because I come from one of those counties that voted for President Obama twice and then flipped to Donald Trump. Um, and I live out here on a farm in a, um, in a area that is much like many of the, many, much of the rest of the state, right? And so to have the party leader live, um, be a farmer, live out here in rural Iowa, um, understand the issues of rural Iowa, I think, um, says something and i'm going to make sure that we are concentrating on these these rural districts so that we um, can um, pick up more votes and therefore elect more democrats okay uh so what what specifically do you see that you have to do and and there's a lot of different elements is uh involved in building the party um what when you spoke to the uh, folks that elected you? What what were some of the key planks and what you tr what planned to do as state chairman to uh, uh, have the party uh, build itself back? We 
recognize that we've got to create relationships. We've got to um, have teams um, working around organization, around recruitment, around um, fundraising. And, uh, and so I'm having conversations with people all across the state to, um, to put those things into action. And, and I, I really believe that, um, that when we, that when we reach out to our fellow Democrats and, and engage them with the skills and talents that they have and use that team approach, that we're going to really make a difference. So what, what specifically, like, do, do you think, um, uh, like in in the rural counties uh, that that you know you focused on you you're you're from a rural area. Uh, what what plans do you have different? I guess that's been tried in the past to try to improve democratic performance in rural areas. Well, for one thing, I think we really have to engage the county party structure better than we have. Um, and so I've started already um, this week um, um, talking to those count those county parties. Um, gleaning information from them um, as to um, what, what structure they have in place, um, what kinds of needs they have, and how the Iowa Democratic Party can provide them with more resources. Because it really comes down to, um, again, that neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor kind of approach. Um, I think that at the county level, we are, we're much more successful in finding good candidates if we have a strong recruitment um, uh, aspect at the county level. Um, I think it's really important that we have a, a strong communication um, channel between the Iowa Democratic Party and the county. And so um, working on a, um, a program to um, engage people to um, serve in those roles as the liaison between the state and the county. Um, and again, making helping the, um, each of the counties to create that kind of structure. But we also have to have a strategy around targeting certain counties that um, that that we know um, have strong candidates who already have elected officials that um, that when we look at their history, that we know that that we um, have left votes on the table there um, and that um, if we can um, help the, help again with the county to um, have a strong organization plan that we target those particular counties. Um, so that we have better results. And in general, um, I think that there are uh, particularly these uh, 10 counties up and down the Mississippi River that used to be reliably Democrat, um, I think are counties that we need to, to focus on. And again, utilize that county party structure for us to um, reach out to um, individual voters. Yeah, I was going to ask about those counties. Those seem, based on my experience covering uh, Iowa politics on this show over the past roughly 10 years, those counties have gone from being uh, probably swing counties or reliably Democratic counties to uh, now uh, they've gone Republican, both in the presidential and uh, statewide races and legislative races. These are, these are, I don't need to tell you, but up and down the river here, uh, they're, they're old ma factory manufacturing type counties. They're a little different from the more inland rural counties. Um, and it seemed they've switched. It, it, you know, you talked about working with the parties, but is there anything else specific to them that you think might be different that requires a little different focus of a solution moving forward because of their economic backgrounds? Yeah, this is the kind of county I live in, right? I mean, Clinton County is exactly um, that um, description. And and again, you know, I think it, it takes 
a, a multi-pronged approach. Um, I think we have to have great candidates, which I think we um, uh, we have and we can continue to find. Um, we have to strengthen that county party structure. We have to have a neighbor to neighbor kind of uh, strategy. Um, we need to, to, um, to recognize that uh, there are certain issues that are important to the people who live up and down um, the Mississippi River that we need to focus in on. And I think that's where, again, we're, we're um, cognizant of the fact that right now with this Republican legislature, overreaching, I believe, on several different areas, right? I mean, um, people in, all across Iowa are, um, are concerned about the fact that they're banning books now in Iowa, that they're using public dollars to, uh, to, um, to um, create an educational system that will go to private education, um, that, um, that government interference and in reproductive rights is a step too far. Um, but these counties that we're talking about up and down the river also have other issues um, that are unique to them. And, and that's how we uh, speak to them is to recognize, you know, get out there, um, go to the, the events where they are, talk to them about um, about uh, eminent domain and uh, about rural agricultural issues, how to how to do a better job of cleaning up our waters and our streams, and also how to uh, make sure that Iowa agricultural pursuits uh, continue to be to have a bright future. I mean, these are the issues that we need to concentrate on and um, recognize that that people will will vote for a good candidate who stands up for the right issues and brings back the uh, progress, the the policies that actually make their lives better. You're listening to Heartland Politics on WVIK Quad Cities NPR. This is your host, Robin Johnson, and my guest today is Rita Hart, the new state chairwoman of the uh, Democratic Party in Iowa. She's a former state senator, uh, former county party chair, and former lieutenant governor candidate. We've been talking a little bit about her plans, uh, her vision for uh, how the Democratic Party in Iowa can uh, recover from uh, a series of uh, losses uh, at the um, presidential level right down to the legislative level. Uh, I wanted to ask, too, uh, Money, and I know you probably cringe, but uh, money plays such a big role in politics. And uh, it, it it just seems uh, in the last cycle, it was obvious watching TV, the number of commercials that the Republicans had a big advantage in TV, which means they had more money. Um, that probably seems pretty daunting, but uh, it's a necessary part of it. Uh, what, do, do you have ideas on how to help the party raise sufficient funds to be able to be competitive? Yeah, I think uh, it's unfortunate, as you've said, that money is such a big uh, part of this this whole uh, challenge ahead. But but I recognize that. Um, and again, I think that the key to raising money is is about what is the strategy? What are we going to do different? What's going to what what is going to happen that gives people faith that their their investment is going to um achieve results. And again, I think that when we have basic principles like, um, like uh, can we have a system where our children can have a good, strong public education system where that money is not being siphoned off 
to go to a private system that that the vast majority of our citizens can't access. Um, that that is a motivating factor, and and uh, even and though we recognize that um, that this is an uphill battle, um, that that the national the the amount of money that comes in from the national level that ends up in TV ads is daunting. But we recognize too that 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 these legislative wins that took place in Iowa in this last in this last race was not nobody none of the Republicans uh, campaigned on taking away uh, public monies and putting it into private education. So um, we can we can make that argument and recognize that this is is that what people want is for their children to benefit from the uh, policies that that we end up standing for and fighting for. At the risk of being redundant, I, I guess I go back to, and I live in a rural county as well, and I've noticed it over the last five or six years, it just seems the Democratic brand is tarnished, uh, and especially in these rural counties where um, it seems to me that vote, voters are almost voting against Democrats as much as they're voting for Republicans because they see the, the Democrats a certain way, that, that that the brand associated with it is bad. Um, is that, I guess, and I'm sure you've run into that as well, that's just going to take a lot of time, it seems to me, to kind of repair that. And it it, it does seem like it's going to have to be a bottom-up approach where people go talk to other people. Is that kind of in your on your radar as the way to do this, uh, to, the way to break through and kind of introduce the party on neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor terms? Yeah, again, I, I think you're right. I, I think that the, that the grassroots efforts are what's going to make a difference here, because the reality here is that that um, the Republican um, effort has been to paint Democrats out as being um, extreme on issues that 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 do not track. I mean, Iowa Democrats are practical and are concerned about the bread and butter issues that matter on on uh, for working people in Iowa, and uh, and and so we've got to recognize that that national effort um, to paint us out as being extreme is uh, is is what we're we're fighting against. At the same time, when the Republicans are being very extreme here in Iowa on these on these very issues that do affect. Um, people's children, people's lives, um, et cetera. And so, so yes, it's going to, again, it's going to take that multi-pronged um, effort. We've got to raise the money to be able to be competitive, to get that message out. We've got to have a good, strong message, and we've got to have a good grassroots program in order to um, get people to understand um, that, um, that Democrats are for one thing, I mean, if you look at what Biden has accomplished over the last couple of years, that Democrats do a good job of governing, that they are delivering things, and you're going to and you're seeing it in the infrastructure improvements that are happening across the state. So Democrats deliver, and we and and Democrats value people over politics, and uh, those are the kinds of messages that we're we're going to keep uh, promoting across the state as we move forward. Of course, the news has come out recently where the national parties decided to move on from Iowa as hosting the first in the nation uh, caucuses. Um, is, I mean, that probably doesn't help much uh, with, with with your efforts locally there, but 
it seems to me, and I, I guess I can editorialize, but it seems to me that that for a party that needs to reach out in smaller and rural states, it might not have been the best, wisest decision to do so. Uh, is that does that decision final, Rita? And are, are you still trying to uh, it, it change some minds to get that reversed, or are you kind of accepted it and moving on? No, I, you're you're absolutely right. It's very concerning that the that the national Democrats um, have um, approved a calendar that ignores the the wide middle swath of America, um, and that directly affects not not only Iowa but the other midwestern states. And so that's very concerning. Um, it is not a done deal. Um, I think that there, there's obvious problems with this. You know, Iowa is going to follow its state law, and and there are two other states that are that are going to have difficulty because they have state law problems. And so, so um, even though that has been passed, it's obviously um, not ready to be put into operation. We're going to have to see what happens as the months go by here. Um, it's really important that um, that we have a voice for um, for rural for rural states and for the middle part of the country. And so we're going to um, keep making that point. We're also going to be very practical about this too, though. And 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 we're very excited, I think, about the opportunity here. Um, and remember that I'm coming into this late. This is people have been working on this for a couple of years, but. Um, but we're Democrats are interested in improving the things as well, right? And we think that this is going to be a very much of an improvement of the process as we look at a whale at a, a process of mailing in uh, presidential preference preferences so that we have more accessibility. You know, the the traditional way of doing a caucus has has not made it easy for uh, families with small children, with people working third shift, with um, with people who um, simply um, are unable to come at at an evening um, event, um, and so this uh, to improve the process by creating some uh, a mail-in process that is going to add some accessibility is um, an, an exciting move forward for us. Are you? Is there a part of you that uh, feels that uh, if this is passed by the DNC that? Uh, you'll go ahead with the caucuses anyway in defiance of the national party, because it is, it, 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 you know, uh, it, it, there's risks involved, but there's also, uh, you know, I think it can be justified in a sense of keeping Iowa in the mix early. Well, again, that's what's so funny about this whole process, right? Is that people are making decisions, laws are being made, um, con trying to control other entities that they have no control over, right? Yeah. And so it's a it's an interesting process to see unfold. Um, we've said, you know, I think we've been very clear that we are going to follow state law, and state law is pretty clear that it's going to be eight days um, before any other um, uh, event across the country, and so. Um, you know, we're again, we're going to be practical. We're going to be flexible. We're going to do what we can. Um, but it, this is not settled, and um, it's going to be an interesting process as we as we see what happens. News reports today, I I just saw um, suggest the the possibility if if the Democrats are moved back that the uh, the possibility of mischief where then the Democrats show up at Republican caucuses. Uh, are you? Uh, did I cut into your time planning this evil plot here? Uh, <laughs> 
but uh, I, I I have to ask just to have you uh, comment on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that is a great lead in because, yeah, isn't it something that that um, Republicans are are getting ready to have a conspiracy happen around this? You know, I think that that's that's tracks with uh, the many conspiracy theories that have abounded there. But but no, I, I again, I think Democrats are very intent on making sure that we get our people engaged in our democratic process and i don't i don't think we have to worry about about any dirty tricks um if uh if the republicans want to worry about that i guess that's their business final question for uh, iowa state chair uh democratic chair rita hart uh we've got about two minutes left here what i in in I'm going to ask this, and I, well, you, you you may dodge, and that's fine. But I've got to ask, <laughs> how how will you judge success here uh, in your first cycle in 2024? Uh, uh, you know, how will you be able be able to look back and say, "Gosh, we did better." The things I, the reforms I put in place worked. Is it is it going to be something like winning so many offices or getting a percentage of the vote? How would you define success? Well, I have been very clear from the beginning that that this is going to take time. It's taken us a long time to get where we are now. It's going to take time to um, reverse this trend. And so we, we, we are going to, we are setting goals that, that, that center around voter registration, around participation by our people in, in the process um, on uh, changing some things that we know will make a difference in the long run. Um, so we we definitely have some benchmarks that are going to tell us if we're moving in the right direction, um, but it is it is going to take time, um, and it's going to take a lot of good deeds. Um, but um, I am hopeful that um, that again, as I have these conversations with people across the state, people are excited to be part of the change, and that's really going to make a difference. So I think we're going to see some good things. Um, um, definitely in the long run, and we'll we'll see how quickly we can't get there. Rita Hart, the state chairman of the Democratic Party in in Iowa, has been our guest today on Heartland Politics. Uh, Rita, thank you very much for being our guest, and I look forward to having you back at some point. We'll see uh, how things go. Yeah, you can check up on it and find out wh where we're at. So I appreciate All it, right. Rob. Great, great pleasure to be with you today. Listening to Heartland Politics with Robin Johnson, a presentation of WVIK Quad Cities NPR.